Hi, folks. This Thursday, 2 p.m. Today's the 4th of July. I'm Fred McMurray, and this is Pillars of Franchising, broadcasting the secrets of success in franchising. Since it's the 4th of July, we have to have at least some fireworks here, folks, so you can't see them, but... Somehow, it just didn't feel right not to have fireworks. I'm with my co-host, Ray Pillar and Holly A. Ford. Ray and Holly, how you doing? I'm doing great, um, Hi, Holly. Yeah, really good. Hey, Ray, it's wonderful. You have good weather in Indiana today, huh? In Illinois, yes. We are having good weather. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> How's our things? So, in we are... It's Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, we're we're good. I'm sorry to talk over the top of you, beautiful. Um, it is it's sunny and warm, and it ain't Cancun. That's all I'm going to have to say to you, that um, I definitely miss that tropical sun uh, and the ocean sound every morning from the balcony. But, you know, hey, I guess we all got to do what we got to do, right? That's right. Indeed. What's it like there, Ray? <laughs> Hey, hey, Fred, you got to tell us where you're at. You're not where you're supposed to be. Sorry, just having fun with uh, the sound today. <laughs> no, I'm actually in the northern burbs of Chicago where it's overcast, sweaty, rainy, and freezing from air conditioner because yes i'm here hanging out with my granddaughter addison and my brand new grandson max um that's why i was not down in cancun sweating in the hot sun down there because i would have been hanging out with the grandchildren Ooh, go for it <laughs> so today's topic is Millennials and Franchising. And Holly, who's our guest today? Holly? Hello, Holly. All right, you dropped out. Say that again, please. I'm sorry, Fred. I said, who's our guest today? Oh, our guest is Ryan LeBrun. Ryan is a consultant with the Franchise Consulting Company. Um, he's, uh, we would call him, and I, I, I don't use the word condescendingly, um, a millennial. So he is young, and he is taking the business by storm, um, doing great deals. And, and he has, I think, a lot shed a light of how, um, how millennials are perhaps misunderstood and, and definitely um, they, I believe that their value has been minimized, and I think I think Ryan can really shed some light for us on that um, in in the franchising world and the business world in general. But first, Ryan, before we jump into pillars of franchising, we're still in pillars of weather. So where are you, and what's the weather <laughs> like? I'm very close to where you guys are located in the northern burbs of Illinois. Um, weather's Pretty terrible as has it been all week, and Cancun definitely sounds much better than where I'm at now. It's about the same. So, all right. So, since Holly botched that, now we'll go to weathers of, <laughs> of franchising. 
So I know priority is weather. I always screw that up. So forgive me for that, Ryan. <laughs> Every week, you'd think she'd get it by now, but that's okay. She's been in Cancun, so um, it is. So, Ryan, you're a millennial. Why are millennials going into franchising? Uh, yes, I am a millennial um, by being born into it, not by my demeanor and so forth, if you will. But I, I like to think I'm an exception out of my peer. Um, I'd say a lot of us are going to franchising um, because it's a clear path to success. And that's something that's been missing for a lot of people, a lot of my friends. And I, there's out there that millennials, you know, have the drive to job for a long period of time. They, they ask you an interview, how do I get promoted right away? That kind of thing. And so uh, being entrepreneur is a dream of a vast majority of, on, of millennials and the franchising world, because, you know, we don't know everything is even though we may not tell you that uh, <laughs> we don't know everything. And so we want to lean on the successes of other people um, and, and, but also work for ourselves. It kind of is a blend of both worlds that is really kind of perfect for the millennial generation. Ray? Oh. Hello, are you still there? Yeah. Oh, I thought I lost you, my, my apologies. No, Ray, you got a question? Oh, well, uh, I have uh, two sons who are millennials and they're in their mid thirties. And one, one of the, I think one of the things that uh, first comes to mind is a lot of millennials and not saying you or any, any uh, particular person, but they, they have the entitlement syndrome. And do you know what I speak of? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So what, can you enlighten me on that? Maybe our, our audience and uh, what that is. And is it true that a lot of millennials have that entitlement syndrome? Oh, no question. No question at all. I actually had this conversation with my father recently, and I kind of give him a little insight on that too. And, you know, it's, it's to no detriment or to anybody's fault, if you will. But, you know, our entire life growing up, we've been told that you can do whatever you want to do. If you work hard, you know, put your mind down to it, you're going to be successful, do whatever you want to do. But nobody's ever taken the time to tell us, hey, you can't do that. You know, when I was a kid, I tried to play every sport on earth. I stopped growing. You know, I wasn't seven foot tall. I kept trying to play basketball when nobody came and told me, hey, Ryan, you're not going to be successful at playing basketball. I mean, granted, there's exceptions to the rule, right? But the vast majority of it, nobody ever told me that, you know, and so I, I came along thinking, you know, I deserve, I'm going to be good. I, I expect to be successful. I expect to get everything that I want without really understanding how to get it. And um, again, I think I'm an exception to the rule because I've, I've came to understand that, that I do have limitations and I've came to realize my limitations, but I have a lot of friends that are trying to be successful in music or trying to be successful in sports that, you know, nobody's telling them they can't do it. And it's not to diminish their, their skill set or anything like that, but just be realistic and self-aware. <laughs> that doesn't exist with a lot of people my age. So, Wow. That's, that's a really good answer. So you, you got a lot of participation awards then? <laughs> I was good at the sports that I was good at, but I, I stopped playing basketball in high school on purpose. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, why why do you think this is occurring? What 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 why why are um, the group that you're describing? Why do they feel that you know what happened that said, "Hey, you're good at everything." I mean, you know, what what shifted the society to say that? I mean, you know, there's a lot of theories out there, but what are your thoughts on that? I mean, just as you had just said about the participation trophies, you know, you're, you're not people my age and younger than me are never allowed to fail. You know, there's third place trophies, last place trophies. You, you, you just participate in an event, you automatically get awarded and 
uh, praise for just being there, um, which doesn't build uh, Yeah. Any... Was it, I'm sorry? Yeah, she I just wonder that. why that happened. Yeah, oh, why did that happen? Bad parenting. Bad parenting to a point. I think that people were, um, parents were afraid to see their children, you know, beat, if you will, and they didn't understand how to help them get back up in a better way. Um, and so, you know, it comes back to, again, you tell, tell me every single day that I can be and do whatever I want to do and be, but how about you, you push me in a way that I'm going to be successful in what I really should be doing. And don't get me wrong, I, I think pushing people to try everything once is fine, but if your, kid, if your kid goes out for baseball and can't throw the ball to first base after six years of trying, hey, maybe it's time to switch to soccer or something, right? Let's, let's, let's be realistic and, and encourage in the right way and not just in every way. And so this whole, you know, my kid, this, you can't fail in school anymore either. You know, teachers are just giving away A's or B's or passing kids because they don't want to look bad. The parents that, when their kid does fail, the parents come in and throw a fit. Why did my kid fail? Well, it's not because he didn't do the homework. It's because you're a bad teacher. That's not the right way to go about it. And so I think it's a, it's a detriment to the people that were parenting the kids that are, you know, I'm not going to blame my father on this because again, I'm realizing it now, but nonetheless, people that are parenting those children like that so i think ryan is in disguise he must have 40 more years on his bones because he's talking like, Agreed. Talking like a, I've, got, I've got older siblings so i think they help a lot <laughs> those are all the things that we say you know that that's happening so that that's very good i think you know if you if you have that uh mindset i think you're going to go far i appreciate it. i hope so yeah yeah working on it <laughs> yeah that's what it takes right there work a lot of work and, and it's, it's sometimes it's hard to to uh inculcate that into the millennial <laughs> i know fred hates yeah me. you and didn't you know, say that well word well did you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's sometimes you know it's hard to to teach um millennials that hey you're gonna to have to work at this if you want to be successful and it's not just gonna happen no okay so why franchising though why not uh, why not work for somebody else uh, why not start your own business why franchising um, so franchising lends uh, to a lot of ways for millennials in particular because you know there's statistics out there as I'm sure everybody knows about entrepreneurs in general by starting a business that's not a franchise that, you know, something in the, the realm of 90 plus percent of them fail. Uh, 92. On, on, the flip, on the reverse of that, something like 80 to 95% of franchises do succeed. And I think that's because, you know, as, as a franchisee, you're leveraging the success of not only the, the franchisor and that brand and everything that comes along with that, but also everybody else as your peers, other franchisees across the nation or whatever, that have also been successful trials and tribulations you can lean on them and you know for millennials specifically they you know we don't like being told what to do and i'm sure everybody can attest to that and we push back on um on people in authority we don't understand how to take take criticism well that kind of thing and so when you, when you come in a collaborative space like that they say hey i can fail but i'm going to lean on somebody else that's going to help me along the way um that you're kind of taking a proven a proven model with a little bit less risk. Yes, it's still risky, it's still financially risky and so forth, but um, you have a little bit more of a defined pathway to success, not only financially, but literally, and you get more real world experience that, you know, and for me in particular, I always struggled with school. I was a very good, a very smart student. I got really good grades, but I never understood the concept of why am I here? 
you know, what, there's never re any real world applications to my classes. And they may say, you're going to learn this one day, but I've never used geometry in my entire life. Right. And so, you know, when you get into this, you're going to tell me exactly you're doing X, Y, and Z because it's going to result in A, B, and C. And that's more of a direct correlation. And that's why I need to learn what I'm doing. And so I think millennials really identify with that because when we want to work for ourselves, we see a lot of value out of that versus going to work for someone else. You had vastly more success over the of a business versus going to school and working just at a job. Okay, so you said something there uh, at the beginning. You said, and, and this is the 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 phrase you use is one of the common, um, I would say, stereotypes. Is millennials don't like to be told what to do. Um, I'm not saying that's true, but that's a you used it, so I'll I'll go with what you said. However, if I don't, if I, if I were a millennial and there's no way I am, but if I was, I would not like to be told what to do. It would seem to be antithetical. See Ray, big word there, used correctly. Hey. Um, <laughs> it would seem to be antithetical to that mentality to become a franchisee because a franchisee, uh, you have to do what the franchisor tells you. Otherwise, um, you tend to get the boot. So how that, that's, I guess, where I'm, I'm finding the, uh, the cognizant cognitive dissonance almost had that one right, right. Um, of, of the two things. So uh, explain it to me, assume I'm dense, which I am. Sure. So I think um, it kind of goes both ways. So we want to be told what to do and to a point, because again, we don't know everything, right? but we don't want to be told every single day. And that's, it gives the freedom of being a business owner with having direction. So the difference between being told, Hey, do this, do this, do this, but give me some direction. And so you're giving me a map and there's in your map. Yes, there is, you know, exact directions and things you're telling me to do, but I have freedom to be who I am and run my business to a point the way that I want to, from whatever you want to call it, customer service standpoint, you can take control of it to a point. So it's, it's a blend of both worlds from, Again, it's you know being business for yourself, but not by yourself. So it's a good way to go about it. Okay, so at this point, we're gonna take a break for um, to pay the bills, as Ray would say. Want to thank the Link Local Network for uh, broadcasting our show. Want to remind everyone this is July fourth. So at this point in time, we're all out trying to get our hands blown off with fireworks. So we're not taking in dial-in calls and. Now, a word for our sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How's your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or Westvine with a Y. International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. 
The average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business. Sarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business and values the business using a sophisticated algorithm. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Sarian gives our sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the standard in all other brokerages. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Learn more at zarianfirm.com. That's zarianfirm.com. And we're back again. Uh, again, I want to thank the Link Local Network. Remind everybody that uh, the evening of December, sorry, uh, July 9th, next Tuesday, is the Link Local Network's uh, event at Braconi's Restaurant in Naperville. Check the linklocalnetwork.com website. Uh, we'll be talking about work-life balance and have the world premiere of My Second Chance, a brand new, hopefully hit single by Greg Markels. Uh, stop in at Braconi's between 5.30 and 7.30, and you'll probably see Ray. You'll see me, but you may even see Ray. Maybe. So, Ray. Why don't you take the next question? All right. Hey, Ryan. I was just wondering. Uh, I assume that you seek out millennials uh, when when you're you're scouting out there for potential buyers of a franchise. Is that correct? Yes. So let me ask the question then. What is the most difficult part about selling a franchise to someone uh, around your age? Um. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to say it's having the financial backing to be able to get into franchise. Yeah. Definitely the biggest uh, fault, or not fault, if you will. It's the biggest difficulty for people my age just getting that. So yeah. um, kind of been a little bit of retooling and how I go about the marketing to find those individuals that can access that. Because mm -hmm. um, you may have the drive, may have the knowledge, may, you, know, you may be the best athlete in the world and want to open up a gym in a franchise, but if you can't afford it, it's hard to do. So. Right, right. You find parents help out a lot? Yeah, I've been learning that they're more and more willing to. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, you're paying for your kid's way to go to school, right? And it may cost you $125,000, $150,000. So you're betting on your, your, your child to do well at school enough to get a high-paying job to eventually make it worth your investment. So you can turn that right into a franchise initially and, and have it do a lot of better things for you. I, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Fred, but I think we've interviewed a couple of uh, – um, individuals who bought franchises for their kids. Is that correct? I don't know, Ray. We've had 80 plus interviews <laughs> since we've been doing this. Well, I, I see so, in, the, in the course of our conversation, they're saying they either they were in the process of or had bought uh, a, a franchise for, for their kids. Um, and that's, I, I would imagine, especially if you have a college fund and, the, and your child says, hey, <laughs> I'm not interested in college. I want to do something else. I think that would be an ex excellent, excellent way of investing in your, in your child. If you can't invest in their education, then invest in, in uh, you know, which is essentially is, is, is a job, but it's much more than that because it contains a future. Mm -hmm. Genuine um, on your investment as a parent as well. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, Ray, we have definitely had several folks that uh, 
we'll say we're multi-generational franchisees. Mm-hmm. Holly, yeah. you've yeah. been quiet. How about a question? Yeah, these are, this is a great topic. I think I, I, I have, you know, clients that have similar backgrounds um, that are younger and have the same difficulty, you know, in, in financing. And, you know, I think the topic is, you know, that, that I get the most and, and Ryan, I'd love to hear um, what you have to say is that they are coming to me and they want something that they can um, impact humanity. They can make a difference that they can do something that, that means something. And obviously business ownership gives them, you know, a little bit of a mark in there. Do you come across that? And if so, what sort of concepts are you steering them into? Absolutely. I mean, um, that's been the biggest conversation millennials for however long now that everything's got to have a purpose. Every single thing that they do, whether it's a job, if you work for a company that asks what the purpose is, what are we doing here? It's got to have a bigger, a bigger feel to it than just the everyday. Um, and there's a, a little bit of a disconnect from the, the millennials believe that businesses are about. And so finding that's huge. Um, and so, you know, as, as you're talking to millennials about this and they're getting to business, you know, the purpose can be more than just, Hey, are you donating to save the whales or something along those lines? Right. But you're also, you're building into your community. So your purpose can be something small like that. So that's a conversation that I've had numerous times where, Hey, you know, this gym may not have the purpose that you may be looking for. They're not recycling everything, whatever that answer might be. But your purpose is you're building into your community. You're, you're supplying jobs. You're helping people flourish and, and you're giving other people a pathway to success that you weren't, you may not have been given before too. So just a little bit of a different uh, spin on it. Um, so nothing specific where I've been turning in. There's a few brands uh, like Apex Leadership Fun Run. I'm sure you're familiar with that one. That's been one that's I've been pushing a lot with people just because that fits a lot of those needs and younger, younger people in my generation do also like working with kids, got athletics background, which I'm familiar with. So, um, that's probably been the biggest one. So there's, it looks like it, just from listening to you and what I've, you know, kind of come across as well, there is just definitely a need for mission-based concepts out there that are making an impact and are, are transforming the world at the same time. They are attracting those that are interested in making a difference and contributing um, and in a way that they can actually impact um, other people. So that's, um, that's, Fantastic, Ryan. Absolutely. Okay, I'll jump in here. So as we've been, uh, as Ray alluded to earlier, and I said we've had over 80 interviews, um, which is really a huge number. Anyways, um, in talking with franchisees, one of the phrases I've heard out of 90 plus percent of them when asked why they uh, decided on the franchisee are becoming a franchisee, they use the phrase, they wanted work-life balance. Um, For me, work-life balance is anything under 80 hours, but uh, does that (laughs) phrase resonate with millennials or is there a different phrase that, that, or a different theme, if you will, that um, attracts millennials? No, I definitely think work-life balance is is the right way to go with it. I just think that the perception of what that looks like may be different from generation to generation, employer to employee. Um, for millennials, I think, um, you know, here's my, my father always said when I was younger, you know, work smarter, not harder. And so I'm scared of hard work. Um, we just don't understand necessarily the punch, punch the clock mentality. Um, 
So for me in particular, I'd say if I can get a job done in four hours versus eight hours, what's, what's the difference, right? But I still have to sit at my desk for the next four hours to get the same thing done I've already gotten done. And so I think the work-life balance is really more transactional in that, you know, what are my tasks? What do I need to get done regardless of the length of time that it takes? Because I do have other things in my life I want to do, um, whether it's, you know, take my dogs, go to the gym or things productive outside. Oh, I. All right, folks. And at this point, we'll take a, a quick break. Are you thinking about opening a business? Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for how successful business people get educated about franchise business options. The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over a hundred franchise professionals with more than two thousand years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies, and like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. We're back, folks. I want to remind everyone that not only can you go to franchiseconsultingcompany.com to get the free book. You can also go to the pillarsoffranchising.com website and sign up for a free copy of the uh, Franchise MBA. Or, Holly, what other book can they get by filling out the form? Yeah, they can uh, optionally be um, Create Your Own Wealth. It's a collection of two-minute topics on franchising uh, inspired by this show um, from many of the interviews we've had and some of the segments that we've put together with a um, little bit of a creative edge to it in the intro. So kind of fun taking uh, music and art and spinning it into uh, quick topics to get good answers. And love to share that with our audience. Um, and I, although I was the, the author of it, again, it was inspired right here by the franchise. Boy, I love doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope it's not gunshots at my book. I hope it's fireworks. <laughs> Who knows? You never know what I'm going to do. I knew it was coming. So, when we came back from the last commercial, uh, Ray had the question. So, Holly, you've got the question. Okay. Hey, how are you doing, Ryan? You still with us? Yes, I'm here. 
Oh, great, great. Well, l- let me ask you about yourself. What what's your what are your goals? I mean, obviously you own your own business. You um you're a franchise consultant. Um you you work with with individuals and finding great opportunities. You know, what what what's your plan? It, it, are you going to stay with this? Is this something you want to keep doing? Do you want to get into franchise ownership yourself? Uh tell us a little bit about your your plan. Um, definitely eventually I think my, my longer term plan is if I can be successful enough at this I would like to open up my own franchise at the minimum um, I, I've always identified with the franchisees and I am this millennial that we're all speaking about here so I think uh, if I can if I can get to that point that'd be fantastic in my opinion um, my goal is to be able to stay as an entrepreneur and never have to go back to working for someone else um, that's probably the biggest overall uh, goal that I have in mind <laughs> Okay, That's so. awesome. I, I had a assistant uh, at one of the brokers that work for Zarian say, texted me yesterday and said, she's like, just remember, the reason we work 80 hours a week is for ourselves so that we don't have to work 40 for somebody else. <laughs> Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Ryan, I have a question. You said to open a franchise. Um, and in my head, there's I'm not quite sure what you meant. Are you saying become a, to buy a franchise and become a franchisee? Or are you talking about opening a franchise and becoming a franchisor? No, I definitely would like to be a franchisee. There's a lot of, uh, every single day as I'm learning more and more brands, I, I, I go down that rabbit hole like, man, I want to buy this one too. Let's buy that one too, that kind of thing. So I, uh, <laughs> I definitely would like to be a franchisee one day. So no franchisor uh, brain for you. I'm, I'm not going to rule it out, that's for sure, but uh, not, not at the moment. That's not where my head's at. <laughs> Ray? So, hey, Brian, how long have you been a uh, franchise, uh, franchise consultant? Uh, since about uh, late February, early March. So oh, maybe okay. five months now. You got, you got a few months under your belt, and, and you've had a chance to look at, I'm sure, several franchises. Uh, so I have a, kind of a, a dual question for you. So what franchise would you be leaning toward for yourself if you know now you don't my question i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) so what franchise would you be leaning toward yourself at this point i mean obviously you know you've probably looked at several uh and also what franchises are do you think uh, millennials are more interested in than, than others stole my question sure. second question I stole. <laughs> uh, for myself uh, I'm a gym I'm a gym rat and I love sports uh, that's always been my passion my entire life and still to this day and it's never going away uh, so my favorite franchise I actually drove up to the, the closest one to us here in Illinois up in, in somewhere Wisconsin uh, D1 sports um, identify with that one a lot of ways uh, it's it's you know teaching kids you know sports-based fitness as well as adults and so a lot of that works for me I think the branding's really cool the facility is really cool um, I, I just like everything that is about it not to mention that you have the opportunity to meet some of the fellow franchisees who happen to be professional athletes which I thought would be really cool right. um, but that's definitely where what I would like to do and me and my father have actually looked at that one a few times um, but that's definitely my favorite one um, as far as millennials, they're kind of all, all over the board. Um, they range from, you know, IT. They have a lot of passion in IT, and, and, and I'm not necessarily this person, but they understand the now of the Internet and computers and that kind of thing. So uh, they really think they can bring a service um, in the IT space. Um, I, think, I think more often than that, they're trying to find something that's a little bit different. 
not necessarily the next sub shop and compete directly with a subway, that kind of thing, but they want to be a little bit more unique. And as you said before, have that, that value added um, reasoning behind it. And so you're bringing something to the, to the world and the community to have a passion behind there too. So it's hard to say one or two specific ones, but everybody's very different. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So then I'll, since Ray's stealing my questions today, I'll ask my question <laughs> before he steals this one. Um, so all franchisees and franchisors must deal with the franchise disclosure doc. Um, the FDD is the greatest cure known to mankind for insomnia. Um, <laughs> yes, as, as Ray knows, and that's my belief. Um, what, when you're talking to a, a millennial, uh, potential millennial buyer, what three items do you recommend the millennial buyer read first? Um, first, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, they want to know if they can make money, right? So I refer them to that in 19 because some of the stuff I, as consultants, you know, we can't necessarily talk about and they can read it all they want, but um, that in 19, they want to know, does this, does this make me money, right? They want to know the end game. Um, as well as they want to know, uh, I believe it's the item seven where they outlined all the investments as well and the really details that. So those are two, probably the two most important ones when I'm going through that with them. Um, and of course, you know, I always refer them to, and forgive me, I'm forgetting at the moment, but where it outlines the, the leadership of the franchisor, um, that, that's important. And not necessarily for, for millennials specifically, but for anybody, you want to know that the, the organization is being ran by upstanding people. And if they have you know, if you're very passionate about having that give back to your community feeling and make sure the people in charge are, are giving that back there as well. then those are probably the three most that I, millennials would identify with. So from that answer, we've just learned that millennials are, or at least millennial consultants of franchising are not much different than all the old coots of franchising either because <laughs> everyone's freaking recommending item 19 and item seven. Go ahead, Holly. Oh, yeah, you know I'm going to add item 20, which is the attrition yeah, and the termination. So, yeah, 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 keep us up question. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The question. So yeah, ask your yeah, question, yeah. don't answer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you think of item 20, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> I have not read too much of that, I'll be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> it's uh, it, yeah yeah i i'd say make sure your clients are looking at it it's it's the number of terminations in a in a system so you know you, you when you look at a system the health of the system what's the growth what's the trajectory what's the history and is this something um that's going to have solvency for them in five years ten years down the road so, so all right holly's, i'll ask a different question holly's <laughs> telling a millennial to do something hmm what have who has not learned something advice. from this call <laughs> go ahead holly brian and i are friends he's good with that's it right. right brian that's right absolutely <laughs> i welcome the advice please <laughs> go ahead ray ask a question i think i covered mine <laughs> <laughs> she got her words out so yeah she's okay <laughs> The uh, uh, question I have that, uh, that came, comes to mind is, are there any franchisors out there who's, who particularly target millennials uh, for potential buyers? Um, not that I'm aware of. Um, that's a good question. I'd like to be able to ask that to all the franchisors if that's somebody they feel would be ideal. Um, as I've ran into everybody's ideal candidate has generally been that you know, executive in transition. Um, 
but I think that'd be really cool to know. Send them all my way if that's the fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you could definitely relate to uh, to millennials. Uh, so I don't know where we could take that question from there, but uh, um, Fred, you got any ideas? Oh, my brain. So here's my, my question is why, what are the, when you get millennials coming in, obviously financial is, um, the financial obstacles are one of the reasons why they don't buy. What are some of the other reasons they don't buy when, that they look at and say, yeah, well, no, I'm going to go do something else. Sure. I think just like with anybody else, millennials are not, uh, the fear is a huge thing of fear of not being successful, that kind of thing. Um, also, you know, if you're not going to go to school or say you did go to school, there's the financial demand to, you know, maintain your bills. And we're very, um, um, we need, we need to know exactly, we, I'm trying to think of the word, I can't think of it at the moment, but nonetheless, we want, we want direct compensation. We want to see exactly what we're going to do is going to result in something. And so it's a, more of a longer term play, um, to get into a business, to open a business. So there's definitely the fear factor, which is huge where it's very easy just to go get a job and have somebody pay you marginally and slowly build over the course of time. Um, so that's definitely the biggest one. Um, and also lack of knowledge, I'd say would probably be the next. Um, they say, I don't, nobody's going to take me seriously. I don't have the experience. I don't have the background, um, that kind of a conversation. But I think on the flip side of that too, some windows are quite the opposite. They go, Hey, who cares? I don't know what all figured out, or I, I think I'm smarter than everybody else. So we're just going to go do this anyway. So it's kind of a two-sided coin with that one. Um, but the fears, fear with everybody is, is the biggest thing. Of, of course, now they have to borrow the money or whatever, wherever the money is coming from. That's huge. Kali. Yeah. So when, when you have um, the millennials are, you know, coming in and they're looking at different concepts and whatnot, um, and, you know, do you have other options for them for financing? Is it traditional SBA, um, you know, as, as Ray suggested, you know, parents? Um, what other, are, there other, are there other methods for them to finance their business? And can you um, help our audience understand maybe a, a, a basic all-in cost of, you know, a service franchise territory-based versus a, a location-based, um, you know, build-out? Are you talking about in, like investment ranges for them all or, or ways yeah, they can that, exactly because I, I don't think people realize how uh, really affordable it is to do like a territory based franchise, you know, maybe fifty thousand dollar franchise fee and and some working capital of, of close to the same SBA, you know, small business administration loan, the fast loan of one hundred fifty thousand covers them pretty easily and with a strong credit score and 10% down, often they can get in these businesses for 15, 20,000 and a good credit score. So, you know, what, you know, what, what are some of your sources for financing for these people? Um, and, and what do you, what, what do you say the all in ranges for the concepts that they're looking at? Sure. So as you kind of outlined there in a service brand, uh, with a territory state based service brand, you're looking, you know, from the 50, 50,000 to you know, maybe 200 at the, at the top end in that world. And if you're going more bricks and mortar, that's not food. You're in the 250 to the 500 plus. And then bricks and mortar for, for food is probably that five to a million plus. Um, so as far as the financing goes, again, it's been more, in my experience so far, it's been more of the parents helping out 
even even to give that 10% or 20% down for an SBA loan just because a lot of younger kids don't have 20 grams saved up to do something like that sometimes, you know? So, um, right. but you're totally right. As far as affordability goes, um, if, if you're thinking in the real estate market world, you know, it's the same kind of idea. Um, it's really affordable more than, more than they understand. They think, oh my God, where am I going to get $150,000 from to open up a business? But in reality, you only really have to come up with, you know, 15,000 or 30,000, whatever the answer might be. So it's definitely more affordable than they understand, which has been the education piece I've been going with. That's awesome. Ray? Well, I, I think the question that comes to mind is, uh, I know <laughs> that a lot of millennials have uh, already acquired significant debt in uh, primarily in their education. And has this affected the ability of them to get a loan for, uh, to buy a franchise, Brian? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the, the student loan debt rate this, in today's world is astronomical, and, and I'm, I'm not an exception to that as well. You know, I've got a college degree, and I'm still paying it off, and I've graduated seven years ago, so it's not, we're not going away. And uh, <laughs> I just think that while it's hindering them, I think that the best way to do it is to get ahead of them before they take out those loans. So they can use it in a, in a way that returns them something than a piece of paper. Right. Granted, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, that kind of thing is necessary. But outside of that. How about uh, uh, veterans? Do you have many uh, veterans uh, who would be in your age group as well? who already spent, you know, uh, anywhere from three to six years in the military. Uh, have you been able to help uh, veterans getting out of the military? I don't have, I haven't had, have not had the pleasure of doing that just yet. Um, but I, that's definitely a focus of mine. Uh, a friend of mine's brother actually just got out of the military, not even a month ago. And that's been a conversation I've been getting on with him, uh, for that exact reason. Uh, you know, he doesn't know what to do. He's about to, he's thinking about going to school cause he never went to school, but I was like, Hey, here's another option for you. So it's definitely a focus of mine right now. I think, uh, awesome. uh, seeking, uh, seeking out veterans may be a good opportunity for you because they have gone through a certain amount of discipline training that is mm -hmm. essential for, uh, you know, operating a business. No question. No question. Okay. So we were talking about work-life balance earlier. Um, what do you do to balance your life? <laughs> um, that's a hard question because I'm, I work a lot. So um, for me, it's, it's taking something every single day that, that for lack of better words, is mine. Something that I want to do. Not that I don't want to work, but there's certain things you have to do versus what you want to do. So for me, again, I, to bring it back to the gym, I get, I get up earlier and make sure I go to the gym every single day, at least four or five days a week, just to make sure that I get something for me out there um, that where I feel like I'm getting something out of the day versus you know, what do you do this whole week while well, I got up and I went to work and I went to work and I came home and slept. This is a little bit more of a, an ownership of the day on a day-to-day -day basis. So uh, I'm a very small wins kind of person. <laughs> So to help, help from getting overwhelmed. Awesome. So Holly, it's about that time. And since Ray kept stealing my questions earlier today, <laughs> do you want to <laughs> ask the last question? Or do we let Ray ask the last question? Oh, I feel so bad if I took that from Ray. He looks forward to that every week. I can't do it. I can't do it. I, right. I appreciate right. the honor, but go for it, Ray. 
So Ryan, we have a lot of people, especially <laughs> millennials in our audience, hopefully, and uh, they would be interested in contacting you to get more information on what to buy. Can you give us all the possibilities of getting a hold of you? Absolutely. Uh, my phone number, 847-630-2640. Uh, my email is Ryan Lebrun, L-E-B-R-U-N, at thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com. Um, I'm probably the easiest to find on LinkedIn outside of that. I'm sure there's 150 Ryan Lebruns out there, but I'm the only one in the FCC. So um, contact me on there. I'm on LinkedIn every single day. Uh, give me a call or text me. That also works as well. So looking forward to it. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, Ryan. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Sal. And we want to wish everyone a happy fourth. We'll be back next week uh, with some more great guests on Pillars of Franchising. And like I said, happy fourth of July. All right. <laughs> Bye, all. Bye. That was great. Have a good point. Bye, guys.